0: Okay, we'll Did you back. see that?
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. What is this? What? Oh my gosh, what's going
0: on? I don't what's... Know. This is the part that's scary because nothing's happening. <laughs>
1: oh!
0: <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. <gasps> no! <laughs> No! That was creepy. That was scary. That was scary. It's (laughs) time for girls and ghouls. Okay, let's talk about it. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Girls and Ghouls.
0: Yeah, where I'm a
1: girl and she's a ghoul. I'm a ghoul. A ghoul. (laughs) What would you do if you found out all this time? Like, it was like Sixth Sense style and I was actually dead. Then why did you have to pay for a plane ticket? Because I'm a lawful ghost <laughs> You're a law-abiding ghost. That's right. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's been a whole season. We just started season two. We've got mm-hmm. one episode down. Guess what we didn't do for episode one of season two? Introduce ourselves.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> we didn't. We talked for like 20 minutes and we didn't even, yeah. So I'm Aaron. Erin. And I'm Kirsten, and I feel like if you've been with us since season one, you should know who we are by now. Yeah, you should
1: know. So this introduction is just for our new friends, Yeah, our new ghoul friends, which is the best name ever. It, I it feel is. so proud of us for having ghoul friends.
0: Yes, and we probably will forget to introduce ourselves most of the time.
1: Because honestly, this isn't about us, it's about you and how much we love scaring you
0: about our ghost stories more than anything
1: ghost stories and our sick (laughs) need to tell them (laughs) yeah yep
0: (laughs) so um if you are new if this is the first time that you're listening please go back to season one and listen to some of those because there's some really scary scary stuff in there yeah really good stuff
1: yeah um episode 12 that one what is that one do you even know Yeah, I think it's the Gettysburg one, the first Gettysburg one, and I love that story. I think four is Dear David, right? We don't talk about Dear David. (laughs) But that's everybody's favorite. No, it isn't. I think I secretly... Because episode four is the episode that doesn't exist.
0: I think that you secretly love that story, but you hate that I'm the one that told it, and so I'm the one that everybody's like, oh!
1: that's my favorite no i legitimately episode four episode four is dear david yeah i legitimately hate dear david it's a great story guys okay listen it's a great story (laughs) it is and it's a good thing that kirsten told it because i wasn't going to tell it because it's one of those stories that scares me all the way to my bones (laughs) like i can't tell it seven is good too
0: seven is is the swirling vortex of pure evil (laughs)
1: <laughs> someone just listened to that did you see yeah i did
0: i love yeah. it
1: yeah she and she seriously messaged me and she was like this is terrifying yeah it's the eastern state
0: penitentiary
1: oh. story. and I,
0: I covered the marshall house but that's not that bad yours is the scary one in that one
1: eastern state is pretty is pretty it's rough.
0: pretty terrifying yeah let's see what is so, that um, well i'll
1: we'll see what the most popular episode is right now so we can tell you all I love Which the one? names of our episodes. They're so
0: legit. <laughs> because episode 12 is called I'm verklempt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm verklempt. Because that's when we heard that Will Ferrell got into a car accident. And we were very worried. We were verklempt. That's right. Um, you did another Pennsylvania one. That's when you did Gettysburg. So yeah, yeah. 12 was Get Gettysburg College. And uh I took you over to England for the Borley rectory. Yeah. And the nun buried in the wall. Yeah. Nice. So there's some good stuff. Nice. There's some good stuff. <laughs> Tennis balls and tube socks. <laughs> it's legit the best. Episode. Oh, human mummy thingy. That was a good that was actually a really good story. A human mummy thingy? Yes. Yeah, that was a good story. I like that story. That was story. a very good story. Um so there's some really good ones. Go back and listen. We would love to know what your personal favorite is. Because um, yeah. we like them all. That's why mm-hmm. we talk about them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. The kickoff to season two was pretty terrifying, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... we just bring it. That's what we do. We really do. We try, um... to, we try to lighten the mood with our undeniable humor. An incredible wit.
1: Okay, so the most popular episode is not either of those episodes. What is it? It's episode 13. What is 13? I
0: don't even remember.
1: My Hairy Toes. Okay. I don't even know what that episode is. (laughs) I don't know. Let me go see um oh it's the sultan's palace and the lord oh lord yes Hotel. oh my
0: gosh okay yes that one was absolutely terrifying and then the
1: next popular and movie. then
0: you did the baltimore with the lord baltimore yeah Hotel. and the
1: second most popular one is disco debbie yeah the mansion in mm-hmm. disneyland mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. guys go listen to episode 12, 13. 13, and 14. And four. And four. Don't listen to four. Yes, listen to Unless four. Unless you want nightmares about little disfigured demon children. Yeah, Oh. listen. Everybody <laughs> wants that. Everybody wants that in their life. Do you want to know what it is? It's the picture of that freaking kid. Yeah, with the dent. Hovering. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. Blah. But you know, blah. he Just won't blah. even talk about it. He won't even talk about it anymore. I know. And people Which, think
0: he made it up. I because know. of that. But the pictures and the videos
1: and the cats. I know. Just I go,
0: know. go,
1: go, go listen. You know, I think he's not talking about it anymore because he sold it. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a movie. I don't think I he's probably allowed to that talk about it. it. I don't exactly. know that I can watch it. I don't know that I can watch it. I don't want to accidentally dream about Dear David and ask him too many questions, okay? Right? I don't. <laughs> Yeah, do just, it.
0: Just, no, no. Let's not. Let's, no. Just go listen to the episode and then move on with your life. That's all you have to do, people. Yeah.
1: Don't look at the pictures. You'll be scared for, no, you have to look at the pictures. That's part you of the terror. kind of do. But it is terrifying. It's truly the one, of, one of the most horrific stories. I and think it's scary. It's still to, happening. Yeah, it's still
0: happening. That's what's so scary to me, is it's like current. And it's not yeah. like, this Victorian home is haunted by colonial-era ghosts. Like, it's like and a it, normal... New York him. apartment and this yep. creepy kid. Yeah, Paul it's him. okay. Nope, Buh. nope. We're gonna move on. We're moving on. Go listen to it. I'm playing That's with that demon crap. <laughs> nope. Okay. Okay. Well, we're just gonna we're just gonna get started. Last mine. Do mine is not super terrifying. I brought some scary last week. Oh. <laughs> this week it's not so terrible, but Erin is gonna scare your socks off.
1: I hope. It's about fluffy unicorns. And rainbows and and sprinkles. And how they ran out of the sprinkles. (laughs) It's terrifying. It's terrifying. terrifying. No.
0: All right, let's go. So I'm first this time, right? Yeah. Okay. We are going to go to the beautiful Banff Springs in Alberta, Canada. Have you
1: ever heard of Banff? No, but it sounds really? like a noise that I would make. Bam!
0: Yeah. You should look it up. B-A-N-F-F Springs. It is stunningly beautiful. Okay. Um, this story's actually, not very
1: scary so far.
0: Well, it, it <laughs> will be scary. Um, my best friend actually went to Banff recently, and I ooh. every time I see my friends post something about where they're vacationing, I'm like, ooh, is it haunted there? <laughs> so I Google it. And sure enough... It's yes. haunted there. Um, nice. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. Bam Springs is gorgeous. Um, the Bam Springs Hotel was built in 1888. Um, the railroad company actually built it. Um, it was meant as a retreat for traveling businessmen. So it's in this gorgeous setting with the tall mountains and the tall trees and the beautiful Bamp Springs. It's like the perfect shade of blue. Gorgeous place, right? sadly in 1926 the hotel had a big huge fire of and it destroyed a lot of the wood structures that were in this hotel um they decided to reconstruct it but make it a lot more sound um and so they started working on it and it was built like a castle they have thick walls made of pure stone they have these huge towers by the 1930s it was open again and It is known as the Castle of the Rockies. It is absolutely stunning. It Mm -hmm. is one of the prettiest hotels I've ever seen. And the setting, the backdrop is stunning as well. And it just adds to it. Um, It's beautiful. So there have been a lot of famous people who have stayed here, including Queen Elizabeth II, Helen Keller, and Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. She just does everywhere. She does all the things. Yes, all the things. Um, The ballroom of... The hotel was recreated in the movie The Shining. Oh. So do you remember the room where Jack was typing? Yeah. All work and no play makes Jack a dull yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. That is the ballroom of Whoa. the Banff Springs Hotel. It looks exactly the same if you go look at pictures of it today. Oh. Um, gorgeous. Creepy, gorgeous, beautiful. Okay. The hotel itself, the, the corporate hotel people deny any existence of paranormal activity of course which makes it even more intriguing to me because fun fact one of the most haunted areas of the hotel doesn't even exist what <laughs> there is a room number that is conveniently missing on the eighth floor okay. when you go when you're on the eighth floor you will see room number 872 eight seventy four eight seventy five eight seventy three is conveniently missing why because of what happened there oh okay the plot thickens so i don't have a date as to when this happened but Mm -hmm. at some point in the hotel's 128 plus years of history a man and his wife and young daughter came through and stayed at the Bamp Springs Hotel in room 873, and he murdered his wife and daughter and then committed suicide. Oh. So, after this happened, for a while after this happened, after they cleaned it up and did the investigation and stuff, they would still have guests in that room, and every single time they would have someone stay in that room, they would report strange things in the night, like violent shrinking sounds chambermaids who would clean the room said that they would find bloody fingerprints on the bathroom mirror that just would not come off finally after all these reports the hotel was like look we're trying to run a business here just close up the room seal it up we'll drywall up the door it won't even exist done right they actually ended up combining it with room 875 So now 875 is a double-sized room that contains 873. So they didn't really seal it off. They just Mm. combined it, and they pretended like it didn't exist. And, of course, that didn't do away with the ghosts. Of course not. Why would it? Apparently, the ghosts don't just stay in that room, though. They kind of go in that general vicinity. So one or two floors up, one or two floors down. Sometimes in either direction, the rooms will have just weird things happen. Um... One of the things that I find really funny is that guests have reported having the pillow yanked out from under their head while they're trying to sleep. Come on, man. That's not cool. <laughs> I just think that's funny. That's yeah. not cool. The one that's not funny to me is that they will get shoved completely off the bed by an unseen entity. Ugh. That's I'm sorry, terrifying. but that would make me mad and it yeah. would scare me. Um, room 692 also has some issues we don't know why, but people have, a tro- they have trouble booking that room, um, and they don't book single women in that room. Really? Um, guests have reported feeling cold, or they'll mm-hmm. feel like there's a presence, and they get shaken off of their pillows. Um, there's not a whole lot of information about why women in particular are not booked in that room. I have a feeling that it's something to do with the whole incubus thing. Um, but I don't know. But they don't, if a, if a single woman calls in and needs a room, they will not put her in 692.
1: What if she request it?
0: I don't know. Maybe they'll say it's booked. Hmm. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Um, there's, there's other ghosts and um, plenty of first-hand encounters. And it's kind of funny that the hotel is just like, it's not haunted here. Whatever. But there's like tons of reports from guests, even as recently as like this year yeah. that have experienced stuff. So one of the most famous ghosts in the Banff Springs hotel is the bride. Yeah. Um, and this is a documented story. You can go find it in the twenties. There was a bride and groom who were going to get married at the hotel. She's coming down this gorgeous sweeping staircase in her gown. And there's candles along the sides of the staircase. And unfortunately the back of her gown caught fire on the candle. She freaked out, tripped over her gown, and fell down the stairs to her death. Oh, Very sad story. Very sad. They even have a stamp and a coin in Canada that you can buy that has her image on it. Oh, Kind of creepy, but yeah. whatever. Um, people see her. They see yeah. her on the staircase. She's still there. Um, they will see a veiled figure going up or down the stairs. Um, they'll sometimes even see her dancing in the ballroom upstairs. Maybe looking for her husband to dance with. I don't know. But she's seen quite often. Um, in fact, there is a story from a guest in 2014 that said she and her fiance were touring the hotel and she was coming down the stairs and he was a few stairs ahead of her. She overstepped herself and her heel slipped. And I'm going to read this because I won't do it justice. This is exactly her words. She says, sure that I was going to fall. I went to grab onto the closest thing to me and yelped. But before I had a chance to make contact with anything, I felt a pair of arms behind me, grab my waist and pull me back onto balance. I definitely was pitched too far forward by that point to correct myself. And the force seemed to just set me back up straight without any overcorrection. I'm not one of those people that generally believes in ghosts, but the physics of the whole scenario just seemed too impossible. And part of me can't help but think maybe that bride found a chance to help another one.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Chills. Well, I'm just going to let that sit in for just a second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is. It's kind of cool, though. It's amazing. I like, love it. Like, there was nobody else on the staircase, but she and her fiance, and he was in front of her, and she had arms come from behind her around her waist and correct her
1: oh my gosh that's
0: just crazy to me um another famous ghost in the Banff springs hotel is sam Sam. Sam sam's a a bellman his name's sam mccauley he um he's an old scotsman he was actually the head bellman during the 60s and 70s at the hotel Mm -hmm. and uh he is still there he loved his job so much i guess that's awesome um he's a helpful sort of spirit there have actually been stories where people will get into the elevator and just to see what happens they're like hey sam take us to whatever floor and they won't push any buttons or anything and sam will take them up to wherever they want to go
1: oh my gosh
0: there have been full body apparitions to the point that people turn around and try to tip him what and then he disappears oh my gosh um he has helped people who get locked out of their rooms he'll come unlock the door for you he will move your luggage for you sam's very very active very alive and well and you might hear my dog snoring in the background so sorry about that it's not a ghost (laughs) (laughs) it's just dakota um yeah, two – there's one incident that says that there were two elderly women calling the bell desk for assistance, and they, they, their key wouldn't work in the door because it's not like the – I don't think they have the card reader now. They have, like, yeah. the old key. Yeah. Um, the bellman on staff was busy, and he couldn't respond quickly. By the time he got to the door, the door was unlocked, and the women were inside, and they said that an older bellman in a plaid jacket, matching Sam's description exactly, had helped them.
1: What? <laughs> oh my
0: gosh yep. his old office uh, apparently has been turned into a hotel guest room mm-hmm. um, and sometimes he'll be in the door of that room just kind of hanging out um, people see him a lot on the 6th, 7th and ninth floors of the hotel which is kind of interesting to me because the 8th floor is where that really creepy room is and they don't yeah. see Sam there so I'm wondering if maybe he's too nice and stays away from the bad juju yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Sam is seen quite often. He's very active in the hotel. Oh they gosh. see him quite a bit. Like, people have had full-blown conversations with him, didn't know he was a ghost
1: Yeah,
0: until later when he just, like, walks through a wall or something. <sighs> yeah. So, um... Could you imagine the, that? I know. I think it'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah. if he's nice, like, I wouldn't yeah. be... I, I wouldn't be... It would be creepy after the fact, but at the time, it'd be just... You're just talking. Yeah. But yeah oh my gosh it's pretty i think it's pretty neat um so there are some things that are recurring incidences that people have reported and i'm going to read a few of these firsthand accounts to you Mm -hmm. those are the main ghosts Mm -hmm. but there's some weird stuff that happens um one person wrote in and said she and her husband were vacationing and they stayed three nights in the hotel um On my last night at the hotel, she says, I had a dream that while I was sleeping, someone stood over me, put their hands on my shoulders as if to turn me over. I I tried to scream, but I had no voice. I was reaching for my husband, but in my dream, he did not wake up. Finally, I woke up from this nightmare, relieved that it was just a nightmare. What bothers me about this, that after I awoke, it felt as if the hands that were trying to roll me over were now resting on my back. (gasps) I felt, this, I felt this deep penetrating heat on my back where the hands were oh my gosh another one says that she was there for her birthday the night which happened to be my birthday I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom when I opened my eyes I was paralyzed I was scared I could not move it felt like I was being pushed into the bed I tried calling for my husband to wake up but I had no voice sound familiar Mm -hmm. i could feel something over top of me then after a few minutes it went away on the last day my husband went down to start the truck i was in the room alone i glanced across the room and instantly the picture of a little girl sitting on the chair in the corner popped into my head she sat swinging her feet so i said goodbye I was wondering if you've ever come across any of these spirits. She was emailing this guy. She was asking if if that. But she said, this little girl really has my attention. I wish she would have come before I had to leave. Wow. Yep. Um, And these people aren't putting, well, actually, she said she stayed in room 730, Mm -hmm. which is one floor down from where the murder-suicide happened. So it very well could have been the little girl. Another one, and I, I pulled these out because these are all random, different people. They say different times. They have not talked to each other. They just submitted these, and they're all eerily the same. Yeah. This one says, in the middle of my first night while, I, while in bed, I became paralyzed by something taking over me. I was physically unable to move in my bed and was shown an image of a female in a white dress with candles on the ground around her, standing in front of a mirror that she was touching. The mirror is what stood out the most to me, because even though she was standing in front of it, I could not see her face, and it was disturbing. I finally felt a release and was able to move again and the vision was gone. This was in room 291, mm-hmm. which is nowhere near where the murder happened, so obviously he's talking about the bride, but very eerie. so it's not isolated to one area of the hotel it's not like just in one or two rooms apparently no matter where you stay you have the likelihood of something happening somebody touching you while you sleep yeah maybe if you start falling the bride will catch you yeah oof so that my friends is the Banff Springs Hotel in Alberta, Canada
1: the one that's not haunted
0: the one that's not it's not haunted if you call there and ask them they're like heck no no way not haunted. heck to the no heck to the no not we have haunted. had no bad stuff happen here ever never nope so yeah i just thought it was a very cool story that is
1: and, and i kind
0: of want to hang out with sam the bellman he seems like yeah. a cool dude
1: yeah he's probably like he's like the guy at hot dog heaven you know yeah just
0: serves you hot dogs and hangs yeah. out he kind of reminds me though going back to the shining Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder if Sam the Bellman's story maybe had a little bit to do with the bartender. Oh, yeah. You know, because he was just kind of there. He was just there. Like, he'd always been there, and he was just helpful and whatever. Yeah. Huh. Because, I mean, the ballroom inspired it, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Wow. That's scary. It's kind of a cool story, though. It's a really cool story. I like that... I like that the bride helps other people, keeps them from falling. And I like that Sam is just kind of hanging out and helping people if they get locked out or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. There was another story that I read. I didn't write it down, but apparently there's like an old section to the hotel that's a little further removed from some of the other rooms. And they don't book people back there very often unless they're really full. Mm -hmm. And this couple was back there and they had to go down this hallway and up another flight of stairs. And when they were coming back down um she noticed this man standing in the doorway of like a kitchen area and she smiled at him and they kept walking and when they got in the hotel or in the elevator she told her husband about it and he didn't see him hmm. but she saw she said it was an older black gentleman and he was standing in the doorway of the kitchen just smiling at her and she just kind of was like hey you know and smiled but he wasn't there her husband didn't, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's all kinds of stuff in that hotel. Like, there were stories for days I could have just kept on.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's
0: pretty gonna interesting. To,
1: yeah, I'm going to have to go, like, look into that. Because I've mm-hmm. never heard of, I've never heard of that one. I'm surprised. That one's, yeah. that's that's spooky. It's gorgeous, too. I'll put a picture
0: of it up in the Facebook group. Yeah. I mean, it is, it. it looks like. A castle that you would see in europe and it's like kind of up on this hilltop and then there's the gorgeous snow-capped peaks behind it and i mean it's just stunning it's absolutely stunning it looks like it would be haunted (laughs) of course
1: yeah wow i just don't like the idea of something holding me and like paralyzing me like yeah
0: i don't like that and like i thought it was really interesting that some people thought they dreamed it Mm -hmm. and then other people like they knew they were awake and this was happening yeah but they they couldn't move. They couldn't speak. Wow. Yeah. And that that's woman said that, that she it. still
1: felt it like on her back. Uh, I don't like nope. that. Mm-mm. I don't like that either. Okay. So that was terrifying. <laughs> um... <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. But it was that's. It's definitely one that you're just like. Okay. So I'm yeah. not gonna stay there. So,
0: yeah. Maybe go tour. Oh. I would like to tour it.
1: Yeah, I tore it, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to stay there. I don't want anyone yeah. holding me down. No. Uh, and I'll be anything. extra careful on the staircase. Yeah, extra careful on the staircase. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. There are just so many things I wouldn't want to have happen. Yeah.
0: That's the thing about haunted places. Like, if you go visit haunted places, you are no longer in control yeah. of how the ghosts or spirits or whatever interact with you. Yeah. So that's, I think, what scares me the most about doing tours of places. Like you just don't know. Yeah. What is going to happen? Maybe mm. nothing will, but maybe something
1: terrible will. I don't know. Oh yeah yeah okay. So that's a place I won't be visiting anytime <laughs> today. So now you're going to tell me about a place I don't want to visit. <laughs> Oh, you're really not going to want to visit <laughs> this place. Um, whew. I have to edit that out. <laughs> so, continuing on with my summer vacation, we are going to be going to Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> now, Erie, it just... I think I mentioned this before. It's one of those places that you wouldn't think would have much to it. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a lake town. Um, lots of fishing. Uh, but if you go there now, I mean, there's not there's nothing really. I mean, there's a lot there, but it's just, like, average. It's like a normal town. A little touristy lake town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, very pretty, very quaint. But you're not going to go there and be like, oh, there are ghosts here. Um, there's a lot of iffy-ish in Erie. But my personal favorite story from my entire time in Erie and just researching all of the things that apparently have happened in Erie, because it's like a list of like, oh, my God, I can't live here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It truly is. Uh, My favorite story is from Erie Cemetery. Of course. Of course. So this isn't like a place that you would actually go. You're not going to be like, you know what? I'd like to take a vacation and go see Aries Cemetery. It's just something that's there. This isn't like a tourist spot. Um, But the cemetery itself is beautiful. I mean, it's a a gorgeous, gorgeous cemetery. Uh, We drove past it. We didn't get out for very well-known reasons. You'll know at the end of the story why we didn't get out. Um, beautiful cemetery. And it's always been beautiful. It was founded in 1885. And it... No, I'm wrong. It was founded in 1851. <laughs> and it was meant to be a very peaceful place for Erie's elite to, you know, have their final slumber, right? It's very... Uh, aesthetically pleasing like tree lined perfect like setups of landscaping, trails and the headstones are um, kept immaculately or they were at the time. Um, most of the the big names in Pennsylvania or in that part of Pennsylvania have been laid to rest in that cemetery and uh, they're also on top of having the Gravestones, like the normal gravestones, they have a lot of mausoleums. Now the mausoleums were all um, for families of prominence. They were they were purchased by the the rich people in Erie and around Erie, and they're all beautiful. Like everything in this cemetery is just gorgeous. It looks like something like if fairy tales had a cemetery that wasn't haunted or run by an evil witch, it would be Erie Cemetery. <laughs> okay beautiful. And all the mausoleums look like they were, you know, just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. They're just gorgeous. They're all marble and, you know, carved and, and just amazing, except for one. There's one mausoleum there that just doesn't fit in, and it's nestled into the hillside with the rest of the mausoleums, but this mausoleum is very generic looking, very, very plain, and The carving over the uh, door had the name Brown on it originally. That name is no longer there. It was chiseled out of the marble and removed, very crudely removed. And in its place is the letter V just put into the marble. There was some research done to find out who this mausoleum actually belonged to, because it was like out of nowhere. They don't they didn't know who it belonged to? They didn't know where it came from, and there was no one in the mausoleum. The mausoleum was owned by, according to records, Gertrude Brown. Gertrude Brown didn't exist, there was no Gertrude Brown at the time, and there was no body that ever passed through with the name Gertrude or with the name Brown. there were It was none of that. So it was a very curious, curious thing. Um, however, multiple bodies have passed through the mausoleum since then. And the first one is quite possibly the most important one. So a long, long time ago, there isn't an exact date And there isn't even a name. A man that lived in the area went to Romania. And he was there on doing mission work. He came home severely ill. Just gravely ill. And they didn't know what was wrong with him. But uh, it turned out that he had tuberculosis. Um, And it was really bad. This is back in the time when they were calling it the consumption still. Um, he wasted away, and he died, and he was then buried in the cemetery. So everyone was, you know, they 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 mourned him. Um, his name was G.W. Goodrich, and he died in 1884. Um, and it was, you know, sad but not uncommon. There were illnesses during that period of time, but... Erie, at this point in time, wasn't a place where people were generally afraid of much beyond illness. Unfortunately, after his death, they started finding bodies all around Erie, hidden in alleys. Uh, the first one that was found was discovered by a young woman, and it was a body that looked completely fine. It wasn't, like, gruesome looking or anything, but pale, 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 <gasps> as though it had been drained of blood. Oh, my God. And they found two puncture wounds on the no. neck. No. Mm-hmm. And on the Are wrist. Are you serious? Swear to God. Then they found another. And another. And another. And over the course of, like, a year, 36 bodies were discovered. Holy crap. It's a feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. Now, no one is quite sure what's going on. Obviously, you know what the rumors were, like the people were like, oh my god, a vampire, right? No one quite knew, though, what was going on um, until the groundskeeper at the cemetery started noticing that there was an odd smell and he couldn't quite pinpoint it. But he also noticed that there were, like, footprints that were showing up across fresh graves. And that the gate would end up bent and messed up and everything. And that things just were... There were things that were happening that could have been explained away. But they just didn't sit right with him. Because he'd been the groundskeeper of the cemetery for a long time. Like, since it opened. And it, you know, had never seen, like, things or heard things or smelled things like he was uh, during that time. So he started trying to figure out, like, where someone was coming from, especially the smell. Like, the smell was putrid. Eventually, his nose led him to the mausoleum, the one that was unmarked. And that was when he realized that the original insignia, which was brown, had been chiseled away, and it was gone. And it was marked V. Now, he was going to go into this mausoleum to figure out what the heck is going on. He was going to open it up but because he realized it wasn't sealed. And most of the mausoleums were sealed. Mm -hmm. This one wasn't. But as he went to go in, a large black dog started growling. It appeared out of nowhere from around the corner and was growling and snarling and started running towards him and lunged at him and disappeared before it hit him. He took off. He was like, uh-uh, nope, I'm out. I'm out. But <laughs> he uh, he did tell other people what was going on and they formed a little bit of a group because they, they were like, something's in there that we need to take care of. So they go to the crypt, <laughs> go to the mausoleum, and they open it up and they find several dead bodies, piled up, all drained of blood, each with puncture wounds. And inside the mausoleum is a wooden coffin full of dirt and a man that looked like the man with tuberculosis, wasted away, but longer hair Longer fingernails. And he wasn't quite at the state of decay that you would anticipate a man being buried for over a year would be. Oh, my gosh. So, in response to this, they burned the body. Okay? They set it on fire and they chained the mausoleum shut because... Obvious reasons, right? So they're getting rid of this creature that they believe is a vampire. Something that was brought back from Romania. That's what happened to this man. Ever since then, the cemetery has had kind of a strange vibe to it. Duh. Right? Yeah. People will see a figure racing way too quickly through mausoleum or through the cemetery out of the mausoleums and into the mausoleums there are a lot of reports of a dog chasing people out there's no dog but this dog gets like inches from a person and they will they'll tell you that they are bracing themselves because they think they're about to be mauled to death and then the dog vanishes so those sort of stories kept up um, a lot over the years but in the 1930s, there was a young man who had heard the story about the mausoleum. He'd heard And he'd heard the stories about the cemetery. And he decided that he was going to, once and for all, figure out what was really in there. You know, he thought for sure, like, there's, you know, nothing actually happened. This is a big, like, mistake. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he... Took a crowbar, <laughs> like he he got into the cemetery at night. Took a crowbar, and he opened up the chains, like broke the chains, opened the door, um, and it was right before dawn. So he, as much as he was like no, he also was like maybe. You know, Uh, so he he opens it up, he goes inside, and as soon as he walks in, he's hit with a smell so foul that he nearly vomits, okay? And he also found a rotten wooden uh, coffin that was back in the mausoleum. Now, bear in mind, this was burned. It had been burned.
0: Oh, my god!
1: But he found a coffin that matches the description of the original one and a pretty badly decomposed corpse. But he wanted to prove, cause this is a young man, you know, he's gotta prove himself a man. He wants to prove to all his friends like, yeah, I went in and there was nothing there. So he looks at the, the, the corpse's hands and notices that the corpse has a large ring on his finger. And he goes to take the ring off the finger, but the whole finger comes off. Ew. So he takes it with him. And he leaves. And he goes to his friends and tells, the, tells one friend about what happened. He shows the ring, and he's, like, very excited, very proud of himself for this whole, like, shebang. Um, and he tells his friend that he's going to tell all the other friends after school the following day what happened? That they should all come over. So the next day, uh, the friend and a group of other young men went to his house. And his mother answered the door. And he, they, they were like, yo, we you know we got to see our friend. We have to talk to him. And she said, oh, you know, he's asleep, so you can't. And they were like, what are you talking about? Like, it's late in the day. Like, he shouldn't be asleep. And she's like, I know, but he's asleep still. And they insisted that they had to talk to him at this point. They've got, like, nervous vibes, right? So the mother is like, fine. You know, well, I'll wake him up. She goes to his room. The boys and his friends, like, the friends are all waiting. She goes to his room, and she screams because he is in bed, staring blankly at her, dead, mouth wide open, and his ring finger is missing. Oh! <gasps> So and he's dead? He's dead. And his ring finger had been ripped from his hand. So, after that had been investigated, because they went to the police. And the police were like, you know, they can't, they can't And when know. was,
0: like, what, what year-ish?
1: This was, like, uh, mid-30s. Okay. They went to the police. Forensics aren't great at that time. But there's no sign of anybody breaking in. The mom had been home. Um, They can't place it. But the friends are like, well, he broke into the vampire's crypt, which is what it's called now. The vampire's crypt. So they went back and realized that he had, yes, indeed, tampered with the crypt. Um, And they sealed it again. And they put stronger chains on the door to keep it from being opened ever again they wanted to prevent it from being opened ever again a lot of groups particularly of teenagers um still go to the cemetery and they you know they want to go see the vampire script because it's cool you know many of these teenagers are left horrified scared enough that they won't go close enough to the mausoleum to have anything happen. Except getting spooked. The dog will chase them. They'll see a man run at them. They'll feel something grab them or shove them. Um, But nothing nothing quite like the first boy um, until more recently, like 80s. A group of teenagers organized a party outside of the mausoleum. After they had uh, heard someone mocking the this local legend of the Vampire's Crypt. Um, one of the young men was particularly mocking of this whole thing. And he climbed up on top of the mausoleum. And he started making fun of the alleged vampire that was still residing in the mausoleum. Um, something happened, though, while he was on the roof. The kids that were there with him couldn't see. They couldn't hear, like, really anything of, they, like, nothing seemed unusual. There weren't, like, mountain lions or anything. Um, but he started screaming. Screaming. And then he tumbled to the ground from the top of the mausoleum. Um, now, mausoleums aren't, like, super high, so he wasn't, like, dead or anything. He just got hurt. Um, He was then admitted to the hospital and he was asleep like he had knocked himself out. When he woke up, he woke up screaming. And the nurses ran to him because they knew something was wrong. To have this young boy start screaming, they ran to him. Um, But before the nurses could reach his room, the boy had climbed out onto the window ledge and jumped to his death. They couldn't figure out why. And to this day, the people that were around that saw from the front of the hospital, they said that there were hands that pushed him out. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is terrifying. Yeah. So, after those stories came out, after people people realized this connection that Bad things were happening to the people that were going there. Obviously, there's a little bit more hesitation about um, messing around with the mausoleum. You know, um, there there's there are other stories, tons of stories like that of people getting hurt. Um, there's another story who, uh, oh, there's another story that uh, a boy had climbed to the top of the crypt. And this is right around the same time. Um, it's always young boys. I don't know why. Um, but he, he's attempting to be cool and he's going to have a fire on top of the crypt in the moonlight, you know, um, he was thrown off the roof and died because of the force that he was thrown. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a lot that happens like, like with boys going there anymore. And, uh, the cemetery has its, there, its other set of dark things happening there. There's a, uh, witch's circle. Like a circle of headstones that are legit, apparently, witches that have been buried there. um, That are very close by to the mausoleum. So they're not sure if some of this has to do with that. uh, Or if it is just the spirit of the vampire still protecting his mausoleum. They haven't had any other bodies turn up since burning the mausoleum. I mean, but 36 plus all of them that they found in the mausoleum afterwards. That's a significant amount. Um... But a lot of paranormal, paranormal researchers do go out to the cemetery and it's terrifying. The videos are like, I, I wouldn't get out of the car to go. I can
0: understand why.
1: Yeah, because they set up cameras on tripods and left, like some of these research teams, they just set them up and left. And in most of them, you either see a dog. A large, like too large to be someone's dog, dog, you know, Um, running through the gravestones, which is, I don't know, it seems like not normal canine behavior to me to run right (laughs) through a solid rock, but that's just me. What do I know? Um, But the one that's most terrifying to me is uh, there's a video of a black figure, a humanoid figure. I'm not going to say human because there's, it it doesn't look quite right Mm -hmm. and it's running far too fast. Everything else is normal. Like, you can see the trees kind of bending and bowing with the wind. But this figure is, like, it zips. What? Unnaturally fast. Um, Lots of orbs. Lots of people getting touched as they walk through. A lot of pushing. It's very violent. Whatever is there is very violent. Um, And this once very peaceful, very beautiful cemetery has, because it's so, it is so terrifying to go into... Um, a lot of the gravestones and a lot of the cemetery has been let go. Um, the groundskeeper, there's still a groundskeeper there, obviously not the same one. Uh yeah. he left. He was like, Nope, peace out, I'm out, find someone else. Um and uh, he'd be dead by now anyway, but uh the Groundskeeper says that it's it's very, very active and he's always on the lookout for kids that are trying to they're up to no good pretty much. Yeah. Because even though they're up to no good it's, you know, no good for them either. So Yeah. But that is the story. Absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, Erie Cemetery's Vampire Crypt. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it, and I hate it because, like, ghosts. At least they can't mess with you. Not really. But this vampire Mm-mm-mm. creature thing, and Gertrude Brown, here's the weird part of the story. So, Gertrude Brown has been the owner of that mausoleum forever, okay? Um, Gertrude Brown eventually did exist. Eventually. Eventually. It was in, like, the 70s that she was buried or put in her mausoleum for a short period of time. And then And then moved. she was moved out because of all the other... She eventually was moved out. Yeah. Do you think that Brown? Do you think
0: that maybe somebody though grew up hearing these stories and they named their kid that on purpose?
1: Um, I'm not sure. There was somebody who did some like genealogy research on Gertrude Brown, and they believe that Gertrude Brown was very closely related um, to uh, Goodrich, the guy that came back. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're not sure why the original thing was taken out in Gertrude's name and why Brown was on the cemetery, but then immediately marked off. I mean, they know what the V is, but yeah. There's also another part of the story that I couldn't find enough like proof to say like, this is the truth. But apparently um, during the period of time when they were finding the bodies, there was a man who came, who, who suddenly arrived in town and he, personally attended to the mausoleum like he volunteered and he would be out there at all times of the night and all times of the day and when the bodies started piling up and when they started to figure out where it was coming from he disappeared so legend as they as they say now is that it was his like familiar like his day walker you know someone to take care of his obligations get him clothes so he wasn't running around naked, I guess. That's so strange. So strange. So strange. I love a good vampire story. Especially when that vampire turned into a ghost. And I the dog thing, the dog thing gets me because that apparently happens a lot. People will be there and they'll have this like massive black dog charge at them and well, they're one like of the, terrified.
0: One of the like legends of vampires is that they're kind of shapeshifters of sorts. Mm-hmm
1: yeah or and some of them some of the stories they talk about the the hellhounds that Mm -hmm. protect them oh Uh -oh. my god so we didn't get out of the car
0: (laughs) i can understand
1: i wasn't gonna have some ghost dog charge me or have a vampire throw me off of a roof because no my luck would be he'd be like you're thinking about the, the top of my roof so i'm gonna bring you up here and throw you
0: no, with your luck, you have three boys. One of them would want to climb You're something. like, wow! Yeah.
1: And it's on like a hillside, so it's really easy to climb on top of. Oh. Okay. Wow. Well, that was so that's, freaky. That's it. That's the story that of the vampire. Freaky dinky. Yep.
0: That's a good uh. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh. So, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> so, you can go to Canada. Canada. And uh, hang out with Sam the Bellman. And then you can God. go just skirt, skirt on down to Erie. And, and get attacked by a hellhound. Yeah. Fun. It will be a good like
1: time. A fun
0: vacation.
1: Good time. Yeah. Until you lose a finger. Until you lose a finger. Listen, this is just all about, like, don't take people's stuff. That's just. Oh, I my know. gosh. They the say that. The... Mm. Mm. I know. They say that that his face was Frozen in a look of horror like his eyes were wide open and his mouth was open and like a like what looked like he was gonna scream oh my god and his poor mother had left him there all day thinking he was asleep because she was like she'd knock on the door and he wouldn't answer so she'd just leave him be i'm Uh. sorry but if i knock on the door and my kid doesn't answer i'm gonna give him a like a two-minute like yeah and I mean then you you got you go in. boys. And then you you know, I'm respecting your privacy by knocking and I'm exerting my authority by coming in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my God. I would have left. I, here's day.
0: what I thought that was going. This is the direction I thought that was going. I thought that because he was sleeping all day that he was turning into
1: the vampire. Oh, I hope not. But I have another I have another good vampire story about something like that.
0: Really? Sounds oh, like maybe it. he put the ring on and he became... He became
1: the vampire! Yeah. No, no, so. no. The other... I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to do the other vampire story. Because it's really, really, Let's really Let's save
0: good. that one for we'll closer save. to Halloween.
1: Yeah. I'm going to save We'll it.
0: find some good ones for Halloween. I think... So I looked at the calendar. Halloween is on a Wednesday. You guys yeah. normally hear from us on Fridays. So we will have to put together an extra special, extra creepy Halloween episode.
1: Yeah. We'll do it.
0: Yeah. For sure. It'll be good. So that'll be fun. So you'll get two episodes that week.
1: Yay, for Halloween episodes.
0: Yes. And I have dogs looking at me like, hey, I kind of have to pee. Yeah, you got to let me out. So I guess I have to go be a good responsible fur baby mom.
1: Okay. Well, guys, <laughs> it's been real. It's been yeah. fun.
0: It's been creepy. <laughs> if
1: you loved this episode, share it on social media. Let us know that you listened to it. Tag us on Instagram, at girlsandghouls. We'll share it in our feed or in our stories. Um, Leave us a review. If you have not already, we would love to hear what you think of the podcast. Good bad. Or the vampire
0: will come and get you.
1: (laughs) Or the vampire will come and throw you off a mausoleum. That's right. But leave us a review, and uh, maybe we'll start reading those live on the air. Yes. Um, And tell your friends. Let's get spooky together, because we are officially entering spooky season. That's right. Which means Kirsten and I are super excited. Yes, we are. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Girls and Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe to Girls and Ghouls on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review or tell us how scared you were on social media. You can tag us with hashtag girlsandghouls or tag us at girlsandghouls. Until next time, stay scared, friends.